Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. There are a lot of great podcasts out there. And one of the things that I've been doing is recommending a podcast at the end of each episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end because I guarantee you the podcast I recommend you're going to love. I'm joined on this episode by, I guess you could say, two alumni. All three of us went to the same high school together, of course, different years. Me, many, many different years from them. But uh, <laughs> Jennifer Hathaway is co-hosting with me. You heard her before on a previous episode. And we are speaking with a local author. She's an award-winning author of the short story, The Stairs, and is also known for the four-part romantic sci-fi mystery series called The Glory Box. And she's been influenced by the works of the master himself, Stephen King, and Dean Koontz. And she always knew she had a few of her own tales of magic, mystery, and darkness. On this episode, we have author Claudine Marcin. Enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, you're faster than me. Guys, oh man, you already on. said it. I was going to ask her. She remembered the dates. Sitting here today, I have actually Jennifer Hathaway is joining me as co-host. First time co-hosting. Yes, thank you. Oh, you're thank welcome. You, you didn't bring me any eggs. Oh, I didn't bring you any. Oh my gosh, yeah, just it was. Them duck eggs were good. Oh, good. She brought me good. a dozen duck eggs and chicken. Well, it was duck eggs and chicken eggs, hen eggs. What I don't know. Whatever bird yes, eggs. <laughs> mostly chicken eggs. We have a few duck eggs, but oh, next yeah, time eggs. I promise you I will bring you oh, they, eggs. They were awesome. And we are joined by another person, actually from Joppa Town, uh, author Cla- Claudine Marson, and we're going to be talking to her about her th- four books, right? Because three are published. Mm-hmm. One you're working on now. One will be out this fall. Oh, it is coming out this fall. Yes, the final book in the series. Okay, and the, the series is The Glory Box, which goes through each 
phase of or each season, right? It's, yes, it's four seasons, and uh, this is a this is about a multi generational family on a quest to save humanity. So it's a a, rom- a four part romantic sci fi mystery. Um, only this family has the key to saving humanity, but somebody has to make the ultimate sacrifice. So life has many seasons. For this family, winter is only the beginning. Oh, wow. So how did you come up with that idea? I started writing this, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. An idea came to me. I I Mainly all I had at the time was the love story. I I had that very clear. I had my two main characters very clear. But I couldn't figure out what was going on, what was going on around them that would make their story interesting. I couldn't figure it out, and I put it down, and then a year later I picked it up, and then I put it down. And I went through a lot of different ideas about what it could be. And interestingly enough, one of the ideas was a virus. Thank God I didn't go with that. Right, but this was that bef- was before it was pre-COVID. before it was before COVID. Wow! I, oh, and geez. but I I had written out some of it by hand, and I didn't like where it was going. I was like, no, I just don't like this. And so that was one of my ideas, and I shelved that. That didn't go anywhere. And then um, finally, I picked it up again. My mom was asking me about it, which was weird. My mom loves to read. Right. Okay. She's never read anything that I wrote because I used to wrote, write, uh, you know, back in high school. I picked it up and loved it. And I always thought I would be an author, but I never went anywhere with it. And uh, but she asked me about it. So I finished like a 20,000 word draft, very, very bare bones. And I gave it to her to read. And I'm sure she immediately regretted offering to read it. She was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but she, what did I sign up but for? she read, <laughs> yes, she read it. And the next day, because I would always come over to my mom's house for dinner, right. came over the next day, she said, I read your book, your book, and I have comments. She goes, it was really good. I really liked it. And I'm like, you read the whole thing? And she was just like, bam, 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 you know, asking me this, asking me that. And uh, I was, it really energized me to finish it. And I told her I wanted it to be four parts. I said, this is my idea. I want a four-part series, each book themed after a season. But I couldn't figure it out. Right. I couldn't figure it out in my mind. So she and I just brainstormed, you know, she would say this, I would say that, we would like this, not like that. And we came up with an idea. And I had all these post-it notes. I storyboarded it out. I said, this is going to be book two. This will be book three. This will be book four. Got book one written, got it published, started writing book two. It went in a completely different direction than what I had. <laughs> really? Out. I wish I could find the post-it notes because we've moved a couple times since then. So if I could find those notes, it was a completely different story. Right. And I, it just went somewhere completely different. And when you're writing, your story just happens to take you where – it's going. It just leads you in places. And it's really weird. If you have an idea in your mind, that might not be what right. you end up with when yeah. you're done. So, but yeah, it went completely different. And I, I've had the ending figured out for a while. And I've been so excited to get to the ending. And the ending is written. So book four is written. I'm just going through oh, wow, my final. So going interesting. Backwards. That's very interesting. Yes. So I'm going. I'm going through the final edit now, and I think I've got ten pages to go. Really? 
on my edit. And then, so my edit is like a three prong process. So once I get it all written, I go back to the beginning and start reading it again. And I'll read, you know, a section of it and then make my changes. Then I put it through Grammarly, uh-huh. which I love. I love Grammarly now. I, I put it through there <laughs> and it, it picks up things that I didn't see. And then the really, I picked this up on Facebook because I, you know, when you're a writer, you make a lot of friends on Facebook that mm-hmm. are writers and you join groups and the you get a lot of groups. tips. Absolutely. And one really important tip is to <laughs> listen to what you wrote. Don't read right. it. Listen. Mm-hmm. So I put my headphones on and I have it read it back and it's a robot voice. Oh, like that. And it reads it back to me and I sit there and I just listen to it and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right. And it, it tells you where a comma should be you know, or where it shouldn't be. But it also picks up words that you didn't see that are maybe it's an incomplete word. Maybe I meant to say tonight, but I just wrote two and didn't see it. I didn't see it. And every time I read it, I still, I'm I'm reading tonight because I don't see it. But then when you hear it read back to you, you're like, what? (laughs) You pause and you fix it. That's so true. It's really, because You know what you're trying to say. So reading it over and over again, you're not seeing the mistake. Especially when you're looking at it so much. You start to think that you see what what you're seeing. Your mind plays tricks on you. So having the, like, Microsoft Word read it back to you. The dictate part. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering what you were talking about It's called Read Aloud. Okay. Read Aloud. So it's under the Review tab on Microsoft Word. Oh. And I just, I put on my headset or headphones and I listen to it. And I'm like, ooh, I gotta fix that. But it it really gets the pacing for you. Like if I need a comma or if I don't want right. a comma there, um, because the program will tell you put a comma. I mean, Grammarly wants me to have commas all over the place, but I don't <laughs> want them because of the pacing. Yeah. So, but it's really it's really interesting. So I've got ten pages to go, and it'll be done. And then I have to give it to my editor, who is my mother. Oh God! <laughs> she'll, okay, read she'll read it. Okay, but um, but she's been reading all of these. She reads all of the books for me, and she will, you know, catch mistakes that I've made or tell me what she thinks. And when I wrote book two, she was actually reading each chapter as I wrote it. So I would print it, and then I'd give it to my mom, and she would read it. And she brought a chapter back to me, and I looked at her and I said, "Are you crying?" <laughs> she goes, "Well, yeah." And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. And I was like, dang, that's what I wanted was to make that right. chapter was supposed to really hurt. And it did. I affected I my love mother. when books do that. And if <clears> I could <throat> do that to my mom. Yeah. I was you know like, you're on the right track. Oh, yeah. Because my mom <laughs> is tough <laughs> as nails. But I made her cry in that one. And I think book four is mm-hmm. going to – I almost made myself cry. And I knew what I wrote. And I went back and read it, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, now now I got to read them. Because well, I've only read two books that have made me cry. Well, and that, that one. That's, yes, guys, guys can cry. <laughs> the Children of Autumn might make you cry. But um, I don't know about the other ones. But uh, I, I, I'm really excited to have the fourth book done and get that ending out there. Because right. the ending is... It is a bombshell ending. So this is a mystery. It's a mystery that starts here and um, it goes back in time with book 
two with the children of autumn. So, uh, okay, so winter, so winter is, is first. first. Okay, and then that one, which is a prequel. The children of the, autumn uh, is children a prequel. Um, and then it's summer, and then spring will be the last book. So the ch- the fourth book is called In the Wake of Spring, and so that's coming out in the fall. I'm hoping for early November. Okay. Okay. That's what so I'm hoping So just in time for. For, for Christmas. You can wrap yes. a great and Christmas have, gift for your mom. Yes. <laughs> and I will be at several events uh, in November and in December. And I will have the whole series there with me. Now, are you also going to offer them up as a box set? I can offer them as a box set. Yes. Okay. So when I go to <laughs> events... Um, I sell the books individually, or mm-hmm. if people want to buy the set, which is incomplete right now, then I will offer them as a set. Right. Um, I can't sell it that way on Amazon because of the way I published. Oh. So, because I did not publish myself through Amazon. I used Author House, right. which is a publishing service. So you pay them and then, you know, they they upload everything for you. So I think with them, I can't offer it as a box set. But, but what if they did put it together as a box set? Then could you? I can ask them if they would, but I don't know if they will. But what a lot of authors do, and I'm considering doing this myself, is opening an Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I can offer the books through that retail site and offer them autographed. So if anybody wanted to buy them. Oh, that would be so appealing. I can sell them autographed and mail them out. But I haven't done it yet. When it's done, I think it'll be fun to do it that way. But – um. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to have So it when finished. you go to these shows and sell the books, do you have swag that goes with it? I love that word, swag. swag. Like Jennifer's looking at me like, Rich, you're too old to use of that course, word. Of course, of <laughs> course. But I'm so, going to let you. <laughs> my swag is my... So you have the bookmarks. Okay. I have customized bookmarks that go with each book. Um, so it looks just like the cover. Um, and then I have uh, the business cards that go out, but okay. I, I don't have any other swag. Like tote bags or anything? Not yet, but I'm yet. considering. Now, I did uh, do up some paper bags right. um, that have my oh, logo. Oh, that's got the logo on it. Yeah, it's got my okay. logo on there. And then um, I actually redid my logo so it has a lot cooler background on it. Um, and so when I'm at uh, the Right Women Book Fest, which mm-hmm. is on October 8th, um, I will have my new business cards there with my revamped logo, and I have my little signage on my table that will match my my logo so people can find me. Because Where they, is that event? Marietta House. That's down which, south somewhere. It is south. <laughs> now, she will be at It's on the, my website, though. Okay. Which, speaking of which, what's the website? My my website is claudinemarsin.com. So C-L-A-U-D-I-N-E-M-A-R-C-I-N.com. Wonderful. Okay. Are you on Instagram? Yes. What's your Instagram? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Let me look it up because I can't remember. <laughs> Claudine writes. No. No, no, it's not that. It's not. And I can't remember what it is because I couldn't use um, the same handle that I have on Facebook. It wouldn't allow me. I don't yeah, think. I found you maybe, on Facebook. Maybe, well, actually, my Instagram is this, it's uh, just Claudine Marson is my Instagram. And then I'm on Twitter as Marson Claudine. 
And my Facebook page is Mad Tales. Yeah. So M M A D T A L E S. That's my that's going to be my publishing company. So what, oh. my next book that I do outside of the series, I'm going to horror. I'm gonna have, I, gotta, I have a horror book that's gonna come out. And I'm gonna publish it under my publishing company, which is Mad Tales. So that's Tales of Magic, Mystery, and Darkness. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm really this episode just got a whole lot. Um, no, yeah, because it's a lot crazier. Well, I mean, we've all the authors I've had on here. We've talked about self-publishing. We've talked about going through publishers, but I've never had anybody on that starting their own publishing company. Yes. So, what made you decide to do that, and how hard it? So, was it? a lot of indie authors will do that, and it's a way. It's just basically a way to keep your income separate. Okay. Because I am. I work full time. Okay. I have another job. I don't, I'm not just a writer. I wish I could do this full time. Um, so it's a way to keep your income separate. So uh, when I start making money on these books, <laughs> then I can keep them separate by putting them under my publishing company. So okay. now if I wanted to, um, because I'm trying to, you know, when I retire, I don't want to just do nothing. I, I want to have something to do. And right. I feel like this is setting me up for retirement to keep busy. And if I wanted to, I could use my publishing company to help other authors publish. Right. Yeah. I could. I don't know. Uh, that is definitely something I can leave myself open for. Um, but mainly it's for me. So then when you see a book of mine come out, it'll have my logo on it. Mm -hmm. It'll have my publishing company name inside the book. It won't say author house or, you know, something like that. Um, but it'll be all under me. And and the reason I used Author House, a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't like Author House or down on them. But I didn't know what I was doing when I started this process. I could have tried to figure it out. I'm sure I could have done it. Many people do. But I had a self-imposed deadline. I wanted to get that book out before I turned 50. I wanted it out there. And so I said, I don't have time to figure this out. I just need to keep writing. So I contacted Author House. I had to pay them money, um, but they did it for me. And then I I didn't have to worry. I wanted my book to look professional right. and not mess it up. So they, they did all the formatting of the interior for me. And what I really liked that they did that I didn't expect them to do was at the head of each chapter, I've got this... Oh, the Pretty, tree. Yeah, they put that in. I that is cool. I like that. I didn't that. ask them to do it. Yes, I love that. They did that, and, um, and then, but they got all the formatting for me, and I didn't have to worry about it. They uploaded my files. They created my cover based on what I wanted. Right. And um, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to worry about what it was going to look like, and when I received it, it looked like a professionally done right. book. Which it is. It is. And I now I, I've learned a lot over the last, this was just two years ago when the first one came out. And I've learned That's incredible. so much. I mean, there are so many different people out there to connect with. And they all have information to help you. And right. indie, indie authors, we all stick together. Mm -hmm. We help each other. And I, I've learned about Goodreads. I didn't know anything about Goodreads until I, I did this. And then uh, I've joined Facebook pages. I've learned about there's a thing called AnchorsCon. Really? Just for writers to go to. And they usually do it in person in Dallas. 
but then COVID, they started right. doing it on, you know, virtual. Probably get more people. Yeah, and, and it wasn't very expensive to sign up for it. And you get the access to the recorded material for like six years. Really? Yeah, which this is Alessandra Torre. She was very generous in doing that. Yeah, she's she's been around for a while, publishing for a while. Uh, romance novels mostly, okay. but now she's venturing off into like thrillers under a different name. But she started with with help started inkers con and um, she does free webinars to help authors and just all there's all sorts of resources out there i joined the maryland writers association i didn't know about that didn't know that existed and i'm now in the harford county writers group which is a critique group yes love them oh they are awesome so you can uh join the group and critique work that's submitted there and also have your work critiqued and it's very interesting as soon as i joined i submitted them a short short story that i had written because i wanted to enter it into a writing contest which i think i had already entered it right and then i submitted it to them and i got a lot of feedback and then a new writing contest came up through uh maryland writers association it's called caption this so they have things i know i (laughs) I am familiar with that. They had these five different photographs, uh-huh. and they said, pick a photograph and write a short story. Well, one of the photographs oh. fit the story that I already had. Oh, perfect. My short story is called The Stairs, and one of the photographs was a man standing at the foot of a flight of stairs. And I said, this could work. So I took all the feedback I got from the writers, redid my story, submitted it. And I won for my category. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so now awesome. I'm an award-winning author. Add it to the bio. Add it to the <laughs> yep, bio. Exactly. And my story will be uh, one of the ones featured in their anthology, which will be available at the Brain to Bookshelf convention in October. Oh, wow. Very so cool. I will be in that. And it's a it's a scary, like imagine sitting around the campfire and telling Ooh. ghost stories that's what Perfect the stairs. Timing That's too. what the stairs is. So um, it's a, it's just a really quick story, but it, it'd be very good to tell around the campfire and freak somebody out at the end. <laughs> like so, that mask crawling up your arm right now. Yeah. That's the, that's her next series. Yeah. That's going to be based <laughs> off of this podcast. Well, it could. I mean. Well, I've already had two mediums tell me they feel a presence back there in the corner. So uh, maybe, maybe it was maybe. the mice they were feeling. Maybe that's where the mice are going. What made you, because you're going from the glory box, which is, and explain the genre again, I'm going to get it It's wrong. a romantic sci-fi mystery. Okay, romantic sci-fi mystery to horror. What made you decide to do that switch? I've always loved horror. So Stephen, really? Stephen King Why is, did I know you were going to mention him? <laughs> I mean, that's the master of macabre right there. I always loved reading Stephen King. And then Dean Koontz also. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dean Koontz is also a really great writer. But, I mean, Stephen King's books are just phenomenal. And I would read them when I was a kid before I would go to bed, which right. I could never do that now. <laughs> No, it's worse now than back then. I couldn't do that, but um, yeah, I loved reading his books. Silver Bullet. I remember laying in my bed and reading that, and then not wanting to go to sleep because I was convinced there was a werewolf outside. <laughs> but you know, his books were just great, and that that got me into that genre. But I mean, I, I'm just like all over the place with what I like. That's why I like 
the tales of magic, mystery, and darkness, it doesn't pigeonhole me into one genre. I've got sci-fi, I've got horror, you know, I've got another series that I already have in mind that I want to do. And it's, uh, I've got the main character. I already know what her name is. She's going to be like a detective, like a private detective. And she's going to be solving a mystery, solving mysteries in each book. But throughout the entire series, she's also going to be trying to figure out who her mother really was. Oh, wow. So it'll be going on through, I don't know how many books, but I've already got this kind of going in my mind. I've got another horror book in mind. I've got like, I think three horror stories in mind that I want to write. And then um, all the short stories that I have, too. So I have a bunch of short oh stories. Gosh, there's I, a lot going on up there. I know. It's all up here. She's getting ready for retirement. I'm ready. I, mean, I, I might be I coming stay sooner busy. than you think. I want to be busy. But I, I wrote a lot of short stories in high school. I mm-hmm. took a creative writing class at Joppa Town and wrote a lot, just wrote a lot of them out. And they just need to be polished, you know. So and you never got rid of them. No. Good. I kept all of that. I mean, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Well, and I have stories that, I mean, we wrote stories together Mm -hmm. or uh, like poems or things like that. And then our teacher would print them out on the ditto paper and hand them out to everybody. I have all of that. So there's people I went to high school with. I've got ditto. We might have to explain what ditto paper is to Jennifer. They smell good. (laughs) You guys didn't have that, did you? I have probably, no. I was probably at the tail end of that. Like, I remember, like, helpful. when I was still Everybody in school, like... we, we still had, like, that rolling TV cart and, like, overhead projectors. Like, so I do, I am familiar with that. Yeah, I love the smell. The purple of the ink. And yeah. we all just, as soon as you got it. Everybody just huffed the paper. <laughs> oh, fresh off the dip. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have, I have all of those. And people that I graduated or were in that class with me, I should say, I have stuff that they wrote, so if they don't have it, I still have it. Right. But um, I just I found all those things, and the a poem that I wrote is actually so each of the books start with a poem that's themed after the season, and the poem in Pineapple in Winter is one that I wrote in that class. Oh wow! And so I decided <laughs> when I was going to write these, I would open each one with a poem, which I don't write poetry. So I don't know why I did this to myself, <laughs> but um, I'm still trying to figure out Spring's poem. But those, I, I like those. The one in summer is my favorite. I love it. I, I don't know where it came from. It just just came to me one just day. Rolled. It just yeah. came out. But um, this one, it, yeah, this is the oldest one. And it was because of this one that I made that goal to put a poem in each book because my teacher loved this one. Right. She loved it. Who was your teacher? You don't remember? <sighs> You know, I knew you would ask me that question. If I brought my ditto paper with me, I could tell you. <laughs> I can't she's remember. She's going to go back and pull out the yearbooks. I'm tra- it, no, it wasn't Henniger. Henniger was English. I don't think she did creative writing. I don't remember, but it was. It would have been in 1986. But I can't remember. I cannot remember her name. That would be great to know. <sighs> so you can't give her credit. Shame on you. <laughs> she was an excellent teacher. She found, because we would have to give her our, our books mm-hmm. um, each, like, at the end of each week or something like that. Give us our, give her, give her our notebook. And she would see what we're writing, because we were supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, writing. And she found my romance novel in the back. Because we had at home an Apple IIc computer. This is really going back. And my mother bought us an Apple IIc from Macy's. 
at, Har- at White Marsh Mall. Mm-hmm. And we had, had the black screen with the green. Dot. Yep, the green cursor mm-hmm. or whatever. All yeah. that stuff. On the- and I wrote out, I would sit there with my Walkman on, listening to Heart. <laughs> And just just typing away, typing away, and I had a romance novel going, and I would bring it to class. I printed it out on the dot matrix printer at home and had it in the back of that book, and brought it into class. It took longer to print out than it did to write, <laughs> and would let my my fellow students read it, you know. Right. But she read it and she says, "You have the makings of a romance novel in here. See me after class." She wanted to talk to me about it. I never finished that. What I, I mean, but I still have it. So you will finish it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I want to write romance. You never know. Well, you mix it up with horror. Could. So, all right, let me get this straight. So you're writing back in high school, and the box, or the glory box is your first published book? Mm-hmm. What took you so long? I don't know. I just, I put it aside and didn't do anything with it. I mean, you you get out of school, you start working, you know. So you didn't go to college after high school? No, I took I worked up at Aberdeen Proving Ground and they actually would pay for me to take classes. So right. I took a couple actually writing classes at Harvard Community College. I took um I can't remember what the writing class the first writing class I took and I wrote some papers in there. And one of my horror short stories I wrote in there, which I still have and I will revamp it. And then uh, I took a, a technical writing class up there, but I never like went to college and graduated from college. Probably would have written a lot sooner if I if I had. Right. But I just you know I I just went to work and put it all aside. I didn't I didn't write anymore. And then one day something just pops into your head and you're like, where does this come from? Yeah. And I gotta write it down. <laughs> you're, and the thing, I, the one that I was very impressed with from the Harford Writers Group. What's the president's name? Karen. Karen Harrison. Yes. I had her on. I forget how many books she's written now. She's done a lot, yeah. She didn't start till she was, what, 60-some years old, I believe. It's never too late to start. No. No. You just got to do it. And Stephen Stephen King has a quote, and I'm going to mess it up because I'm going to try to say it, but it says, you can, you should, and if you're brave enough to start, you will. And maybe, maybe I did get it right. But I love that quote because, I mean, it can fit anything. But if there's something you're dreaming about doing, mm-hmm. then just do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Try. And with writing and publishing today, it's not like it used to be. You had to print that manuscript off and send it to the seven major publishers and hope that they hope would write that they you would back. Pick you up. Right. But now it's not like that. Anybody can publish. Yeah. The trick is getting people to read it. So that's the hard part. So I was going to ask you about that. So how do you go about, which is another reason I think Jennifer is great for this. So how do you go about marketing the book to to get people to read it? I know, Nicole, let's chat. (laughs) I mean, I know nothing. My mind is spinning. I would love to work with you. But the, the first thing that I did was give my book to friends right to read and then ask them to write reviews for me or people but as soon as I published it I told people and they were buying it mm-hmm. yeah, off of Amazon great. I mean not many right so and those people that were my friends that bought it they wrote reviews for me and then I found out about Goodreads didn't know it's owned by Amazon now exactly it wasn't before they yeah, yeah they own everything they own really. 
Don't but and then you can go on you can go on Goodreads and do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. And then hope that the people that you give the books to will also write a review. And I wound up with some followers because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I made I've got a lot of Goodreads friends, but um, still not getting not getting that word out. And then, you know, recently with joining the Harvard Writers Group and, you know, the Maryland Writers Association, I started doing events. And I also connected with a couple of writers like personally through right. through uh, the Maryland Writers Association. So I have a friend that lives um, around Annapolis, and then I have another friend that lives in Cecil County. And then, you know, plus Karen and Debbie Jennings. I love Debbie. And Ermgard Brown. Yeah. Um, so my, my friend South is Jennifer Warmoth, and she is a horror writer. So her book is more like paranormal, I think. Ooh. So, and she is currently writing her third book. So she's got two out right now and we're both struggling with the marketing, right? right. We're really struggling with this. And then um, my other friend in Cecil County is K.R. Ray. And so her book is more, her series is a thriller series. Um, and then she's trying to get an agent right now. So she wrote a book with her son and they're trying to get an agent and go that route. They're going to try to traditional traditionally publish this young adult book. That okay. But you know, so so I I got these friends and started doing events, selling some books at events, still giving books away, begging people to write a review, and even I wrote I made up these. I'll show you really quick. I made up these little cards myself. Please, the thank you cards. Please for go review. here and, yeah. and write. Just asking, but um. And then the next thing I wanted to try to do was uh, a press release. So I've been thinking about this for a while. I didn't spend any time. I've gathered some information, didn't spend any time on trying to figure it out. But my friend K.R. Ray, she knows how to do press releases. Isn't it funny how some authors don't know how to write a press release? You it, don't know until you right. do it, right? And so she's, she's been publishing for a while. So she did this and she did a press release for so. Uh, the four of us that did the Harford uh, or the Haverty Grace Wine Beer and Wine Festival. Yes, it was myself and K.R. Ray, Ermgard Brown, and Debbie Jennings. So we shared a, an area, and so we kind of joked around and called ourselves the Lit Ladies. The lit ladies, okay. <laughs> so K.R. Ray, she we're gonna we're gonna have two tables at uh, the Right Women Book Fest, which is October eighth. Right. And we, we want our tables together, and KRA put together a press release for us as the Lit Ladies. And she mentioned that in there. And she sent it out, and from KRA I learned that there's actually PR release services that you can use. So you write the press release, pay them, you know, 30, 60 bucks, mm -hmm. depending on which service you use, and they will send it out. All over the place. We're being picked up in Nebraska. Right. Oh, yes. You can decide I mean, how you want to send out that release. If you want it to go over the wire, um, and then you're right, then you'll start getting uh, outlets picking you up. And then sometimes if a bigger outlet picks you up, then they have smaller outlets under them. Then if that's yeah. how you see that spread. So if I go to Nebraska, I might be famous. I mean, we're all over the place in Nebraska being picked up. But so I learned that from her. And um and she has done several. So if I if you go to her website, there's like archived press releases. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, wow, 
maybe I could just use one of her templates. And she said, of course. So it, it's just, it, it's really beneficial to have all of these other authors in your corner because they're all at different places in their journey. And my friend Jennifer and I, we try to, uh, like uh, email each other and keep each other posted on what we're doing. And then every couple of weeks or so we have a zoom call just to, you know, keep, get that FaceTime and, right. and tell each other what we're doing. And, and we learn from each other. So she published herself on Amazon. So I know I can get her help when I'm ready to do that. And then I'm learning things about, you know, I have my website, which I love my website. And I had somebody design it for me first, which mm -hmm. I, and I ended up not liking what they did. And then I did my own and I, I changed this, did that. And I love it now. And I send a newsletter every month, which I love doing the newsletter. People hate sending newsletters. I love it. It's easy to do. The hardest part for me is figuring out what the the subject line is that will appear in your inbox. I sit there and I think and think. I, I, I try to because I, I want something clever. You Headline know? analyzer. Oh, okay. It's I'll have something to try I, It's something I use. Um, a lady who does a podcast, I was on her show. And she told me about it. She goes, Rich, use this every time you title one of your podcast episodes. Because it, it'll tell you it grades you from like zero to a hundred oh, cool. of how much it would grab people's attention but i think it's headlineanalyzer.net or dot com cool i'll have okay. to look that up but oh yeah it's it, it's helped me a lot well and i found out about um storyorigin.com i don't know if you know about that one mm. so story origin a, a lot of writers talk about you know reader magnets and i'm like what is a reader magnet? I didn't even know what a reader <laughs> magnet was, right? Because I was just so clueless. Well, now I know what it is. And Story Origin is where I put my reader magnet. And that's how I'm growing my newsletter subscriber right, what is list. What a reader magnet? So the reader magnet, you're giving something away to get somebody to sign up for your newsletter. So okay. I put out the link to my reader magnet, which right now my reader magnet is a, a short story called The Cold. So it's sci-fi. Um, and it, you can get to it from my website, but it's about 3,000, 4,000. Well, it's under 5,000 words, something like that. But, um, when they download it, they automatically get added to my newsletter subscriber list. And I'm like, I have you now. <laughs> so now you have to get my newsletter. And, but so then I send my newsletter out once a month. I don't want to bombard people. But um, and there'll be I, I like to look up uh, other writers, famous writers quotes. So I put that in my newsletter and then my clever subject line and then not a lot of information. I don't want to be too wordy, but then there's a whole bunch of giveaways in there. Right. So from Story Origin, I get uh, into these group promos. So people are giving away their their books or short story or, or maybe a few chapters to build their subscriber list. And so I put links to all these free things. You can read all this free stuff. And then, by the way, I'm in there, too. Right. You know, and then, you know, give them updates. I'm going to be at this event or I did this event, you know, and put stuff in there. But um, so there's just all these things that I'm trying to do. But once I'm done with this series, I can put more attention on the marketing and and I'll be famous like that. <laughs> You're already famous. I'm famous, famous here, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's so much work. I mean, it, it's, and when you have a full-time job, this 
is not a hobby. It's mm-hmm. it's a job. It's a business. It is a job. Yep. It, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And then I still want to watch TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, just to let have some downtime, let your to. brain relax yes. because you've got your creativity with writing your books. But then you have to put your business hat on with the marketing portion of it. Yes. And it's... Yes. It can be very draining. It's overwhelming. I need a PR person exactly. to do it for me. I, exactly. It just so happens. I know somebody. I know. Jennifer. That's what I hear. <laughs> so earlier when you were talking about how you went with a publisher for your first time, and that was such a smart move because you could have spent so much time and energy trying to figure out that whole aspect and, you know, what adding like creative details like this, and if that's their wheelhouse, you let them do their job while you write your books and then you know once you have enough experience and then you can do your own thing but it's good that you did that the first time oh my god i i would have because i get i will go down a rabbit hole right mm-hmm. and if it's if it's not looking right cuz i've heard so many horror stories that they can't get the margins to line up correctly or there's too many spaces yeah or there, there's so many factors so many things go wrong and i want it to look right and it would have driven me crazy so yeah and now i know that i can buy there's this other program called atticus i don't know if you've heard of that so atticus Hmm. was created by (coughs) this guy he calls himself the kindlepreneur okay yeah dave something i can't think of his last name dave something but so he made this kindlepreneur um program you can download it onto your computer Mm -hmm. and then you put your novel into it and it will do all the formatting for you and then you i guess download it as a file when you're done and you can upload that file into amazon and publish it instead of being in the amazon publishing tool and trying to fix all the problems which are behind the scenes that you can't see right and that's what makes it so frustrating you can't see what's back there and then uh, i mean some people when they they publish their book they've got extra lines between paragraphs or their margins are really wide or really narrow you know all of this will will help you with that and these are the the things that would have gotten me if i had tried to do it myself Mm -hmm. but i I paid somebody you know and it, it is not cheap to pay somebody to do it for you but then your book looks like a real book you get the glossy cover you know, if you do it yourself on Amazon, you might have a matte cover, which a right. lot of people don't like it. They feel weird. Yeah. I bought some because my goal this year has been to read other indie authors. I want to read their books and review them and, you know, help get the word out about them. And I put the reviews on my website so people can read. They can see what I'm reading right. and what I thought of it. Yeah, that's good. Um, but and, and some of them, you get them and they feel weird to you because they went with that matte texture. And it's like weird. What about hardcover? Because I know like a lot of your younger adults love the hardcover books Mm -hmm. because if it's a good book, they don't get rid of it. They keep Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And Amazon does hardcover publishing now. They do. So my first two books, I did them in hardcover. Um, Oh. So they can actually be purchased on uh, Amazon in hardcover format. But I didn't with the third one. Right. It's extra. So I didn't, I just, I went a little bit less expensive (laughs) these last, for the last two books. But the first two can be, and I didn't sell very many hardcovers anyway. Um, So I figured it wasn't a big deal. But they are available, the first two are available in hardcover. But now Amazon, through their publishing, they 
also offer hardcover format, right. which they hadn't been. It's fairly new with them, so which is interesting because I want a hardcover for myself to put on my shelf. You know, that's what I want. But Okay, so I'm going to ask you I saw a if, question coming. if my favorite format is available for your books. Audible. Not yet. Not yet. But I have considered it. Now, there's a lot of options out there for indie authors to do it. There's actually, um, you can, it's like a, a, it's almost like the read aloud, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a mechanical voice that you can use, but I don't, it doesn't sound mechanical. So I could look into that and maybe doing it. But I also met someone at the Haverty Grace Beer and Wine Fest who offered to do it for me. She's not a professional. Mm-hmm. She has a great voice. And she would do it, I guess, for free. Just give her a book. But um, And then what was really interesting was, this was completely coincidental. Uh, I signed up for a Bob Ross painting class up at Harvard Community College. And lo and behold, my instructor is that same woman's mother. Really? Oh. I mean, and we didn't find this out until I gave some books to her and sent her home with him. Mm -hmm. And then her daughter saw the books and said, I met her. And she wrote her name and phone number on my business card and gave it back to me so I could call her. And I still have it sitting on my keyboard at home. Right. So when I get to the point that I want to try it, I have somebody that's already. I was going to say, just have her read a chapter and record it. Something where you have the characters, you know, different characters talking. Because that's when it comes to an audiobook, that person's got to be able to, uh, I guess, in a way, change their voice. Not really change yeah. it, but to depict each character. Right. And to bring the story to life. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, in all honesty, when I'm work downstairs working, I have an audiobook playing or a podcast, either or. Mm-hmm. I sat down and tried to read books. There's only certain types I can. Novels is hard for me to. And especially if there's romance and it, it's kind of hard for me to. But it is. It's but the funny thing is, and and I don't know if you know Danny Petrie or not. Um no. so she's another author. And we were talking about this on the last episode. She um I think you told me about her on the we were talking on yes. the phone. Okay, mm, yes. Her her one book, her last trilogy. I got it on audiobook and I'm listening to it. Even though I have all her books that my daughter, I should say, has, I'm listening to it and it sucked me right in. Now I got the other two for this. I had to get them because it's it was like listening to NCIS or something like that. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. I, I mean, just but the way the, the way the lady read it and she portrayed the different characters. And it's know, just a slight change in the yes. tone of your voice. And she's romantic mystery, mystery suspense or whatever. So yes, guys, I actually listened to that. It was good, but I told her I had actually put down Nora Roberts. I stopped listening to Nora Roberts and listened to hers. Oh, and wow. I found hers more interesting. Wow. <laughs> well, and that's why I say romantic sci-fi mystery, because yeah. my books are not like high sci-fi. This is not Star Trek. We're not, it's not spaceships, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it's a dystopian uh, universe here, basically, on Earth. You know, there's been a catastrophic event that, that has changed the way the planet looks. Okay. Is it so, the same characters throughout the books? I'm sorry. 
Um, except in the second one, because okay. it's a flashback. It oh, okay. like, goes back in time to that catastrophic event. So it starts 100 years after it's happened. Okay. But then in the second book, we actually get to go back and see what happened. You know, you know, you already know right. from book one, it tells you, but then you go, you get to go back and see it happen. Right. And, um, and then in the third and fourth book, we get back to the original characters from this book. Okay. So let's say your series, when it gets turned into a TV show, what kind of channel would this be on? God, I could see it Ooh, on like a Netflix a <laughs> or an Amazon Prime series. I could see. Okay, and what section of the Netflix? Like, is it if if it would have to be sci-fi? Okay, sci-fi. Okay, it would have to be sci-fi because of the dystopian aspect of it. But um, there's action. The first book has a lot of action in it. In the end, well, towards the end, there's a big action. Sounds scene. like there's something in here like for everybody's taste. Now, one person was reading the first book, and he got halfway through, and I, I think he must have uh, landed on the sex scene, because he said, there's too much in here about the uh, relationship of the characters. Okay. So I couldn't finish so it. That's more of a Lifetime channel <laughs> part of the book. But the, the first book, it ha- it, you know, it's developing the, the love between the two main characters. So you're making right. it realistic. You have to I mean, set that's... The, the, you're setting the storyline. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got something that's fixing to happen that they want to survive. you got to have something you want to live for. Yeah. So there you go. How'd you come up with the characters and their names? So my main character, my main male character is named Vetus. Vetus? Yes. And I've always loved that name. And where I heard the name was on Survivor. I'd never heard that name before. There was a guy on there. His name was Vetus. And he actually came back again with his brother, Okay, Cletus? No. <laughs> I can't remember, the, but it's a Lithuanian name. Oh. Okay, well, you need to tag him in some of your social posts I as like, yeah. the inspiration behind your character. Idea. I probably should. But I, I tried to come up with different names or variations on common names. Like uh, one of the characters' names is Sarah, but mm-hmm. I don't spell it like you would normally see it. It's spelled S-A-I-R-A. Oh. Um, but I... I I did a lot of research into the characters' names. Like, I looked at meetings. What does this name mean? Or I said, I want a name that means this and looked it up and tried to find okay. a unique name for that. And um, I put that, you know, sort of stuff in there. And then Vetus is an astrophysicist, so he likes the stars and astronomy and stuff like that. So I, I one of my favorite astrological stories is um, Perseus and Andromeda. So I actually worked that into book one in a romantic scene. So he's like telling the story to his wife, you know. But her name, um, the main female character is Hanita, which is a very different name. And I think it's, I think it originates in um, either Jamaica or Haiti. I can't remember now, but I looked it up and uh, it means grace of the gods and his name means defender of the people. So the names, you know, have meaning. And the glory box is something, it's not, it's not, um, 
it's not, uh, I don't know, um, mystical itself. Right. But the origins of it and what it means to them is, and and one reader actually described it as like a um, a cross between um, the divine and and the spirit or the divine and and sci-fi something like that so there's a a very underlying spiritual theme in the book and uh it's not like a religion you would see today you know they don't talk about god right things like that but there are they are it turns out there's a, a race of people in here that's very spiritual and their their spirituality is connected to the earth so this is a part of the story that came to me later right that didn't come to me when i was writing the first book i didn't know where this was going when i wrote i i thought i knew but i didn't and when did you start writing the first book the manuscript for i it? mean when i really had the story figured out was probably late 2019 and going into 2020 when i okay. finally had that when you got rid of the virus idea <laughs> yeah I, and you know i'm glad i did yeah I'm really glad I did, but um, that's when the, I probably I, I've had the first book figured out. And what I also didn't know when I wrote the first, first book was that the tree was important. So the tree on the front cover it isn't just for decoration; it actually means something right. in the book. And then I did I like to do some, you know, things weird things in my stories, which probably a lot of writers do. Something that might seem weird to you might have a meaning to me. Mm-hmm. So on my website, I have a page on my website that gets you inside the glory box so you can see what some of the stuff means in there. So the name of the tree has a meaning. I made it up. And then there's a fruit on the tree that I made up. And it means something to me. So I tell you, I tell you all about it on my website. But um, And then like there's a journal in the book that has a meaning to me. So there's, there's a whole meaning behind the journal. But, you know, just weird things like um uh one of the characters they they're like you know do you have do you have to be anywhere this morning and the answer is not before 10 well not before 10 is just like a a running joke between my mother and i okay not before 10 not before 10 but and i just worked it into the story just to be funny see if my mom would catch it but that's um, that's awesome though and those are things that you can talk about in little like short clips on your social media that will get people to want to read it. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, it's getting people to mm-hmm. read the books, like give them like little, little snippets. Tastes. Yes. Yeah. You know, you got to find Jesus, Vetus, Vetus. You got to find Vetus on social media and tag him. The I other thing you need to do. That. So if it would become a movie, who would be playing Vetus? Oh, exactly. So I had, my Vetus in mind the entire mm, don't time. Don't say Jason Momoa. No. Okay. <laughs> he was like, this, my, this podcast is over. You'll probably <laughs> never, you'll never guess my Vetus, but I have my Vetus in mind. And unfortunately, by the time this gets made into a movie, he probably couldn't do it. But my Vetus is Mads Mikkelsen. Who? Hey. He was in the most recent Harry Potter movie as the bad guy. He was also in... Doctor Strange as the bad guy. Oh. Okay, so. And he played Hannibal Lecter on the TV series. Oh, you got to tag him too. <laughs> and I absolutely love him. And most of the movies that he is doing are in his country, 
in his language, and I can't. I'd Where's have to he look. from? I, oh, God. Now you're going to make me, I don't know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look it up. But but so there are subtitles. Which, right. You know, I hate doing subtitles, but um, he's an excellent actor. He's re- He used to be a ballet dancer. Really? Mm-hmm. And then he got into acting, and he's excellent. He was actually in Casino Royale. He played with the Daniel Craig. Yeah. He played, oh, the bad guy with the eye. Okay. He played him. So he would be, you would want That's, him to be Vetus. Okay. He has always been Add in my him mind to the casting Vetus. crew. And then who else do we have? I don't know. Because uh, these are who I'm going to like envision as, <laughs> as I'm like reading. For the, I love doing that. <laughs> yeah. I know you always get a picture in your mind, and yeah. then when they finally describe them, you're like, that's not what I was thinking. Uh. <laughs> but the other ones, I kind of had, there's another character in there, which everybody hates uh, in the books. His name is Kyle. So if your name's Kyle, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, him, I always had in mind, if you watched Lost, the character that played, what's his name? Saeed. He was my, he was who I envisioned as Kyle. Um, just by the way I described him. That's okay. who I thought. Loss is on my, I have not seen that show, but it's Neither on my I. list. It's and excellent. I'm looking for um, new shows to watch. So it, I'm, well, when you I watch it and you think get to about the that. ending, okay. call me. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> Kyle. But okay. um, that's who I had in mind for him. But then I don't really, the, the, and there's a lot of redheads in my book series, and I don't know why. I don't know why there's a lot of reds, redheads, but there are. Are you Irish? No, no. you're no, you're not. That's right. No. We talked about that earlier. I, I'm Italian and Slovakian, so I I don't know where I don't know why all these redheads. But one thing I did. This is also something really interesting that I did um, with the second book. So when the second book was being written, a friend of mine in Kansas City was pregnant at the time, and unfortunately, she had lost her first oh, pregnancy. Man, sorry to hear that. Um, and I mean, this was a full term pregnancy and she mm-hmm. lost him, but she was pregnant again and we were on the phone talking and I had, I had this character that I was writing in book two that I love. I love this character. He is so, I, I could just see him in my mind and he's just, he has such a personality. And so I asked her if I could name him after the baby she lost. Right. And so... I did. She said that would be fine, and she liked the idea. So I named him Corwin in the second book. His name is Corwin. He's bald. He was a redhead, but he has a red beard, right? And he has a bald head that he shaves. And he's just a big, burly guy with a big personality. Right. Um, Not a main character, but he's a great background character. And then because she was pregnant again... I decided to give Corwin a brother, which wasn't originally in the, you know, in my idea. But so now he has a brother named Casper and also not a main character, but Casper was a lot younger than him. And so he has a couple, he has a couple scenes in the show, but he's a redhead too. I I don't know where the redhead comes from, but so those two characters are memorialized in in my book and she's now pregnant on her third child so um we'll wait wow. to see maybe i can work him into another book right but um so that's the one great so thing cool. about being an author as you're writing you can make yeah. changes like that 
It was a, yeah. it was easy to do in Microsoft Word. I just said find this name and replace it with this name, and then added another guy. I in didn't there. realize with that read aloud in Word, it'll tell you where you need a comment. All I'm going to have to start using that it's a lot just, more. Now. It's just because you can hear the pacing of it. Yeah. It, it doesn't tell. I mean, oh, okay. it doesn't tell you. You but you can com- tell. But you can hear if it stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hear the way it's written, and, and you're like, "Well, that's not the way I wanted it to sound." Right. So you can, when you put that comment in there, it just tells the reader to pause a little right. bit and keep going. Mm-hmm. And then if you had a comma and they pause, and you go, well, "I don't like how that sounded," you can take the comma out. But it's really it is a super useful tool and something I never even considered. But when somebody said that on facebook i was like wow that, you're like genius i know and i so i tell everybody that use read aloud i'm guessing it sets you up for success too if you do plan on having the audio version of your book because then you know how it's going to be read to uh, your readers mm-hmm. yep <laughs> good point I never yeah. when you're sitting that. there with people, yeah. you know, people like him yes i mean i definitely want to try audio books actually <laughs> I, that's all I, I used to listen to when I when I used to do sales and I was on the road all the time. That's all I listened to. And the podcast, and you can it. now have you can. But they didn't have podcasts do like back the then. Audio <laughs> versions of that was news. back when they had it on the cassette tape. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. That's what I listened to with that one. Well, oh, quit making fun of me. Well, <laughs> I I listened to the girl on a train in an audio book. That was good. I heard that's a really good book. It was really good. And my problem is, and this is going to be embarrassing to admit since I'm a writer, I stopped reading books years ago because it got so hard for me. I would try to read, and there's something about sitting there like this, you know, with your head down mm-hmm. and you're looking at Bad on just, your neck. Well, my eyes just close. Yeah. My yeah. eyes go this way, and then I'm just like, I'm asleep. Right. right. It just puts me right to sleep. So. Now I'm trying to read because, you know, if you're going to be a writer, you need to read other people and yeah. see what they're doing because it, it lets you know kind of what you should be doing, what you might be doing wrong, you know, things like that. It's really useful to read other people's books. But um, I just have to take it in small bites. Are you getting ready to go away, but you don't know what to do with your pet? You know, your neighbor down the street or that high school kid across the street may not be the ideal choice. To look after your pet. And you have my sympathy. That's a job for your pet au pair. For complete relaxation while you're gone, hire a trained pet specialist. Of course, they're animal lovers. However, the health and security of your pet is their number one concern. Furthermore, they make it ridiculously simple to get in touch with them since they respect your time. Your pet au pair is always quick to react to your needs. They're fear-free certified and they are a certified professional pet sitter. Call Nicole Wilson of your pet all pair. 410-989-1533. Again, that's 410-989-1533 or go to Belair All Pair. That's A-U-P-A-I-R.com. They're doing it for the sits and wiggles. What was the last book you read? The that last, wasn't yours. <laughs> the last one I read was um, Memories in Blood. Memories in Blood. It's got to be a horror book. It is horror okay. and, and paranormal. And it was written by an author that lives in Great Britain. So there's another writer that I uh, connected with on Facebook. Her name is Polly Mordant. 
And she wrote the Flame Mark series, which I read her first book and her the third and final book in the series was just released. And I'm trying to think of the name of it. I, I, I can't think of the name of it right now, but her husband wrote Memories in Blood. And I have to look to, on my website to see his name. But um, I really liked it. It starts out, you think you might not be able to read it. It, it kind of it, it there was kind of a sensitive subject starting out on the book, but mm-hmm. it, it was just always in the background. So I was able to get by that and read it. And he, he's an excellent writer. She is as well. They both um, independently publish, and I think they they made their own like publishing company name called Sigil House. So that's what they publish under. But um, and then there's also a, a writing team here and maybe you I don't know if they're in Harford County CNR Gale hmm so uh I read their book I met them when I did an event at um the Senior Living Center in Bel Air oh McPhail yeah no no, no not that one uh, Brightview Brightview yeah. yes I couldn't think of it but they were there so he is a former police officer from Baltimore City and she, I don't know if she's still a shock trauma nurse, but they put their experiences together and wrote Ooh. this book. And it was really oh, wow. good. Really good. And I think they're working on another one. But um, I read that one, too. All right. So let me ask you this. So these books that you, that you read by these other authors, do you connect with them on social media and, and through Goodreads? And do you follow them on Amazon? Not so much on Amazon. But uh, Goodreads and uh, Facebook, yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and and you comment on their book, and do you let them know that you're an author as well and say, hey, could you check out mine? I don't ask that. Okay. I don't, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody that way. Um, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. That they'll, that they'll do it. I don't ask them to do it. Um, there is a, an author that I did ask because um, I started from Goodreads. Okay. So I... I on Goodreads, I contacted, I just started contacting people. Hey, would you, I, I see that you read a lot of books. I would love to give you a copy of my book and have you write a review and then see if they'll come back. And I did connect with one author that way. And he has read all three of my books and he will read the fourth one. Okay. Um, but I don't, I, I don't do this. Hey, I'll read yours if you read mine. No, maybe. All right. Maybe I said that wrong. All right, more or less. Because I don't want to put pressure on. Yeah, um, it does. It does work out that way, though. Sometimes. Sometimes, but but when you tag them, are you tagging them from your personal page or your business page? It gets really. I start out with my personal page because, okay. unfortunately, this is this is, comes from an experience. I joined the writing groups from my personal page right. instead of from my author page. So then I'm I'm friending people from my personal page, and then once I friend them, I say, "Hey, would you like my page?" Right <laughs> over here, and then try to add them to that. So it's like, it, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't do it the right way. Well, you can still go back and like them pages and do it. Still yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, so I guess can't you? Is that a good idea? Well, now they have it set up to where if your Facebook account, um, if you have a business account and it's been updated. You can like toggle back and forth from your um, personal page and your business page. But now if you go to like a page, it will ask you like, what page do you mm-hmm. want to like this page from? And you can hit both. Right. So that's a new feature. Yes. And I have to start remembering to do that. Because I was just thinking about that a couple of days ago. I was like, 
huh, I wonder if I could do that. But right. um, And then you'll your news feed from your author page will look a little bit different because it's not going to have a lot of your um, the things in your feed that would come up from your friends. They would right. just be from pages that you follow on your author page. Right. And if you like their stuff, it's going to like it from your author page and not your personal page. I know. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with Facebook. I it, don't t- it takes it takes a lot of time to figure it out i mean i it, i'm still working on building mine up um and actually what you what you could do do you have a facebook your own facebook group for as an author no but i want to so i i haven't quite started it yet because i know mm-hmm. i will have to dedicate time to it um but i want to try to get a street team Mm-hmm. So it, I've, I'm in this one Facebook group where there's a lot of readers. And if I could just get them to take my book and write a review and talk about it. Right. That can get my uh, street team started, which I want to call my street team the House of Mad. So the M-N-A-D. I like that. yeah. So, I mean, I've already got it figured out. I just, it's just a matter Taking of the time. Yep. getting it going. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you because you work full time. This is not your full-time job. You have a full-time job. So, first of all, when do you find the time? And I guess what is your routine when it comes to writing? And everybody asked me that. And actually, one of the senior leaders when he at my company, when he found out I was a writer, he said, maybe we're not giving her enough work. <laughs> but So, did they <laughs> give you so, more work? No. So, I mean, by day, I am a mild-mannered claim property claim specialist, you know, mm-hmm. doing my thing. And uh, when you have a dog, like I do, and I work from home. Boxer, right? Yes. Yes. She tells me when it's time to, to log out. So I'm not one of <laughs> We're those. We're done here. But... Yeah. I'm not one of those people Sign that out. works all night. She's like, it's time to eat. So I'm going to need you to shut down that computer. And then, so, I mean, I work until, and I might, like, in the morning, I might read for a half an hour. I'll read somebody's book for half an hour or lately I've just been working on my book and then I start work at seven Okay. and then I get off work at four and then when I get back, when dinner's over and all that, I'll spend a little bit of time writing. So I might spend two hours, an hour writing or doing marketing because sometimes your, your plan is to write and you sit down at the computer and nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating. So instead of wasting that time, well, do a little bit of marketing or update your website or, you know, whatever. Start planning for the next newsletter. And then I got to watch TV. I, I've got to decompress from my day. Yeah. Got to catch up to. with Cobra Kai. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> watch that one, but I probably should. It, it blows my mind that they got all those guys back to oh, Cobra Kai awesome. from Karate Kid. But, but then on the weekend, it's like all day. I mean, most of the day I'm up there writing. Right. You know, and, um, I did take a couple of weeks vacation and just was a writer for two weeks. Oh, that's, that's great. And I loved it. You know, it was just, I was like, this is what I need to do every day. Yeah. Cause I can sit up there and write for a little bit and then I could go out and ride my bike and think and then go back. I mean, I just loved it. But, um, but I am not, I don't, I don't get to do that right now cause I'm not famous yet. But you just have to, you know, and that it, it's hard for people to find the time to do it. So you just have to say, okay, this is when I'm going to do it and stick to that schedule. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of creative people, that is a struggle for them, at least at first, is having that like discipline yeah. to 
okay, this, because they ha- they wait until they get into that creative zone and then they'll, you know, go, go, go. But then, you know, and they, if they still have other things to do on their to-do list throughout the day, like you just have to manage your time. And mm-hmm. sometimes people that are very creative thinkers, it's hard for them to do that. And you always got to keep a notebook with you. Yes, I forget Because heard that you never too. know when something's going to pop into your mind. And do you sleep with a notebook by your bed? I don't. I've heard that a lot of writers do that too, like in the middle of the night and they uh, write stuff down. I need to do that too. Because, just because I, I'll dream up good ideas mm-hmm. and wake up and it'll keep where it used to be the negative, you know, like nightmares and everything would wake me up and I want to be able to go to sleep. Now I'll be dreaming of good ideas and wake up and don't want to go back to sleep because I'm afraid I'll forget it. And I need now, to keep. A, a I quote, need to keep a journal, a dream a journal, a dream journal. <laughs> like yeah. somebody, um, well, I have one. <laughs> had said that, like your best ideas, ideas don't need to be written down. They'll always come back to you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would find that true to my for myself I, because I might word something really good in my head, and then if I don't write it down, I will like later on be like, how did I say that or what? what I forget well, that a lot. <laughs> you know, life is too busy. I know. And what has really become my friend is because I'm like that too. You'll come up with something in your head, and then when you go to write it down, you're like, what? Did yeah, I say? I'm like, mm-hmm. it sounded so great earlier. <laughs> <laughs> write it. I, I don't wake up in the middle of the night and try to write things down. I've got my cell phone, and I will record it. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. I just record a memo to myself because I can't. I just can't remember it. And then, like, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night because then I've got to turn the light on. And then I can't go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I just grab my phone and I'll record it. And so I'm, like, talking into my phone like this. Right. And then I got to listen to it later. That's so smart, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's wrong with you. But... So do you feel like you have, like, I know you talked about your routine throughout the day, but do you feel like you have, like, what's your most creative time of day? In your ideal, like, schedule, <laughs> do you have, like, I always feel like my most creative time of day is, like, right around dinner time when my family is the neediest. I don't know why that wow. is. But, that like, figures, right? when it's that homework, figures. dinner, whatever, like, that's when all of a sudden I start, like, thinking of different ideas or things that mm-hmm. I want to work on. And But then I, you know, I have to wait till they go yeah. to bed to sit and work on it. And then by then you forget, right? Or, yeah, or I'm too tired. So mine's when I'm sleeping or in the shower. Okay. Okay. Walking um, when I go out and walk my dog because like if I if I can't work through a problem I'll go out and walk and think, and then it it just it comes to me while I'm while I'm outside thinking I'll think about it, and you might see my lips moving when I'm walking because I'm talking to myself. But are you um, answering yourself? (laughs) Well, that's just course. I mean, I've got all these different characters up here in my head. So yeah. Hey, however it takes you to get to this point. She hears voices in her head. I do because I'm a writer. (laughs) Yes, I do. But and it's it's just it's weird because things will just pop into your head, and your phone is always with you, and that's Mm -hmm. the best place to capture it. And like my friend Jennifer, she will sit there and and type it out. She'll type verses out on her phone on the notes section because she doesn't have anything with her to write it down. So you're just like writing, writing, writing. Oh my gosh, my notes section is My thumbs are crazy. too fat to do that. I can't. I don't text very well, but, you know, whatever you got to do, whatever you do. And sometimes I'll, I'll hear something like on TV, uh, like uh, when we were talking about who would play, you know, mm-hmm. Vetus. What, I love watching still to this day. I love watching Hannibal. On, on the TV show. I've it never just, seen that. It was, I mean, the storyline is absolutely disgusting, 
but mm-hmm. it was so beautifully filmed. I love it. And the things that they would say, I would write some of the lines down because I loved it. I'd write the line right. down. And you can't plagiarize the line, but it just reading or hearing what other people say, their descriptive writing, it helps you think and get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And because ha- you, you know, you always want to describe things, you don't want to say, well, Jennifer walked in the room. You know, Jennifer strutted in and blah, blah, blah is what you really want to say. So you hear what other people will will say and how they will describe it. And it, it helps get you thinking. So mm-hmm. I, I, I write these things down and then I go back and read them. And it just helps me. It helps me because I can't I can't plagiarize it. I know I copied it, but right. it's just a way to, to get your mind into that right, right focus, you know. These are all great things, though, and great tips for other writers that you could share on your social media. Yes. And then it brings, because you're your own brand, you know, so you are just sharing a little bit, of, like snippets into your mm-hmm. mind. You know how people always say, like, let me pick your brain. Well, you're sharing that on your social media. An and, then pe- <laughs> and, it, and then it makes people, well, I want to read what she wrote. I hope so. That's the whole idea. It's all, it all comes full circle. You can like promote yourself without promoting yourself. Right. If that makes sense. Right. The other thing, now you said this is your first podcast, right? Yes. Have you done any video interviews or anything like that or news interviews? No. I'll, I'll tell you where to go after this, but put, even put those like the, the, Whatever you appear on, put them on your website as well. Yes, too. yes, because as seen on help. or as yeah. heard on. I don't as heard on and seen on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You now, in my case, it's you know seen and hanging up in the post office. Although I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> the most wanted. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But what Jennifer brought about uh, brought up with you know inspiring writers. I, I wanted to ask you this question: Are there any? Magazine. We talked about writers groups. I talk about writers groups all the time. I think it's great for not just inspiring authors, but even current authors to be a part of a writers mm-hmm. group. What about magazines for somebody that's inspiring to be an author? Are there any magazines you would recommend? Actually, I uh, was asked to write an article in an, a digital magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Mystery and Suspense magazine. So I have a, an article out there. Um, that's a good one because it has uh, a lot of tips in there for uh, authors and um, uh, like interviews with writers and things right. like that. So um, that's one that I like. And then also the Writer's Digest that's is one, I one that my I, daughter, yeah. yeah, I subscribe to that one and get it in the mail. And I you get emails from them all the time. Yes. So there's there's webinars, um, workshops. Um, they do an annual meeting in New York, or an annual conference in New York. So if your daughter, it sounds like, is an aspiring writer. Oh, she's an awesome writer. Okay. She so, just can't finish one. Well, <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick. Yeah. So, but Some this, of your tips can help her uh-huh. get that little kick in the butt. Maybe. You know, whatever it, whatever well, made it click to, I need to finish this book. Or, you I, know, would you just li- I would really like it. that. And and I mentioned that, you know, we had this nickname for the four of us called the Lit Ladies. Mm-hmm. I actually want to see if we can turn it into something. I, I think you should. And I, I mean, it, it's not something that I have been able to focus on because I, I just want to get this done and, you know, get it out there. But then... You know, I want to talk to them and, and see if it's something that 
I, I don't know if I want it to be a, you know, a financial business, but I just want to inspire people. I love being at the events and you'll meet someone that says, you know, I, I really want to be a writer. And I'm like, here's my card. Right. Find me on social media. You know, I can hook you up with all these groups because the, the indie author network is they, it's all about helping and inspiring and each other. Growing. Yes. And we don't compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Collaboration. No, you help, you help each other. Exactly. There's not this competition. Right. You know, um, we want to, you know, try to find people in our niche and mm-hmm. lift them up and bring them into this. You know, I'll tell people all the time, these are the groups I'm in. These are where mm-hmm. you need to be. Yep. And if I know about an event, I will tell authors about you know that i know that could that are local mm-hmm. tell them about it and vice versa um the writer's digest conference once a year you know that's something i aspire to go to next year because they will do this pitch slam i think is what it is right so they teach you how to pitch and then they put you in front of a bunch of agents so that you can pitch oh. and maybe get picked up okay. so so do most authors pitch themselves or do a lot of authors use like a publicist? It depends to on do. how you want to go. So right now, if you want to traditionally publish, you need an agent. So now you got to pitch to the agents yourself mm-hmm. and then get somebody to pick you up that will try to sell you to the big seven publishers. You cannot submit your work yourself. You have to have an agent that way now there's small publishers that you could submit to but they only take work like every well like twice a year i think something like that you know so there's a lot of different guidelines and it's just i I didn't even want to try it because it can take a long time now with my next book i might try um but with this if you go traditionally published it could just take like a year to get it out there. And I just didn't want to wait. I wanted to be published by the time I hit 50. And I was that milestone, that goal in mind. So I had to do it. But, um, yeah, the, uh, that's a, a, an excellent magazine. Um, writer's digest. I also heard about, there's another one, the poetry. uh, It's, uh, I think it's from the same ones that do writer's digest. I can't remember. I didn't sign up for that. It might be writers and poetry digest. Writers and poets. Yeah. Writers and poets. Um, but I didn't sign up for that one. Um, but then they give you uh, information about uh, writing contests, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But getting involved in the Harford or the uh, Maryland Writers Association is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an annual membership fee, but you get all kinds of information. Um, and it, it's just it's just a way to connect with people and learn. There's a lot to learn. The other thing is, too, like with, and I found this out because I actually spoke at the, the Harvard Writers Group. Okay. Um, you don't have to be an author to join no. some of these. And because my favorite part, when I spoke, they asked me if I wanted to stick around. It was virtual because it was during that virus you're getting ready to write about. Uh, <laughs> but the critique part, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Yep. And that's. Now, that's something that some inspiring authors have to be able to take constructive criticism, which not everybody can. But even, I mean, even business owners, you have to, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I just love doing that. And I think people, a lot of people. It's really useful. It can help with your writing, even if you're not an author. And they do it in a very kind way. Yes. 
So, and you get, there's so many different writers in that group. You'll get so all these different perspectives mm -hmm. and, you know, even someone as seasoned as uh, Debbie Jenny or, 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 or Karen, you know, they might not catch something that a younger author would yeah. catch. So um, I, I only submitted the one story to them. I didn't submit anything out of this because I didn't want to derail myself. <laughs> I, just, I just want to keep going, right? Um, I was so far through it, I didn't want anything to set me off my track, you know. But with the next one, I might. Well, I got a, I got a couple things for you when we're finished to get, that you're going to need to write down or put into your phone. Excellent. So, But I'll let, I'll let Jennifer take over in case she's got any more questions. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just excited to get a copy myself. I'm going to um, check these out. And I, I am excited to to read and see if I can catch a lot of the things that you talked about today that you have, you know, like hidden in here. And I might be messaging you. Well, and there's a map that goes along with it, too. Huh? A map. From in my, the book? It's not in the book, but oh. it's on my website. Okay. I thought about putting it in the book. Like I, but I didn't get it drawn up until this year. Well, that could be like one of the things that you a special edition. Your a special edition or um, like a promo thing to grab your free download, the free digital download, and mm. something like that, and then you get those yeah. emails. Like, it's on my website, so I guess maybe she's got it, the gears going could, in her I head. I could take it down. down. I could take it down, but um, and I have started drawing uh, pictures of the characters too, so. I have, like, in, in the books, it talks about a photograph, mm -hmm. and I've got the sketch going. Are you, you're mm -hmm. illustrating this too? Mm -hmm. Wow. But, um, so I, three of the characters I published their, or I put their uh, drawings, they're just sketches, but I put them up on the website. Um, but I'm still working on the other characters. I just, you know, haven't had the time to do it, and I want to finish that photograph and put it up there. So you can see this is what the photograph would look like when they're looking at it. But, but yeah, it's just fun putting those kind of little those little treats out there for people to look if they want to go and check it out. Mm -hmm. But um, and now I'm starting with the 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 fourth book. It'll have the the front matter page, which will talk about these are the books that I've published. Oh. So, <clears throat> because unfortunately, when somebody picks up this book, they don't know about those books. Right. So, yeah. and I can't fix it unless I pay more money. <laughs> so, do you ever host some kind of book night or something like that to where you could get, you know, a group of people that even that just enjoy to read or like moms that just want like a Tuesday night book night or something like a book club. Oh yeah. A yeah. book club. Even though, have you ever seen the show? Good girls. Now um, you'll have to watch good girls because I've heard when they talk show, about yeah. book club, now I think of something totally different, but okay, um, never mind about book real club. Like, <laughs> we're not, wa we're not washing money. One day. Yeah. In camp. Oh, <laughs> um, no, not but, yet. <laughs> no, this book club. Yeah. They, they go down this whole, um, it's a good show. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> But a real book club, like you have a book and then everybody and then they and then, you know, they get a special treat because they have you to talk about the book with. I would love to do that. And I've thought about joining book clubs for mm. that reason. But then you don't you don't just get the chance to say, hey, how about this book? Read this book. You know, you have to read what they want you to read. Right. You don't just get to read whatever you want. But you're leading the book club. It's your book if club. If I make my own book club, then yes, I could do that. 
so with your books coming out in the fall, right? Oh God, we're in the fall. Almost. Are you, are you going to be doing any signings at any of the libraries or like Barnes and Noble? Because I know well, Barnes and Noble loves to help indie mm-hmm. writers. I know, and this is another problem that I have with the way that I published my book. So Barnes and Nobles won't do it for me because they can't order my books and then return what they don't sell. Oh. My books are not returnable. Um, so, and it's because of the way I did it. Uh, now the first two, they were for a limited, like a year, I think, something like that, but I had to pay extra money for that and I didn't really understand what the purpose of it was. So I didn't use it right. But, uh, so they won't, but you could um, do coffee shops, like more privately owned places, which might even be more, that's, it's even better traffic because Mm -hmm. I have tons of books on hand that I sell. Now I will be doing. Um, the Bel Air Armory event. Right, that's on November 2nd? November 5th. November 5th, okay. Um, the Right Women Book Fest on October, October 8th. 8th. Um, and then I'm hoping, uh, I submitted my application for, uh, it's four Saturdays starting on November 26th in Bel Air. And it's the, um, it'll be like for two hours in the morning on each Saturday, just four Saturdays in a row. So I don't have more information on that one right yet, but I will post that on my website, which hopefully I will get into it. But those are the events I'm planning right now. Let me ask you this. And I, and this is, I just thought about this because, you know, with Christmas and everything, you see a lot of craft shows, artist shows. Have you ever, cause I, I never see any authors there. I feel like that's that's an art. It's been more popular recently because when I do marketing for Stoneview Farms in um, Darlington, and they just had their annual arts and crafts show, and there was like three authors there, and I and I remember that stuck out to me because I was like, wow! Like at first when I heard that there was one author that was going to be there with her books. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I'm looking at this list. I was like, there's going to be an author, and then somebody else said, oh no, there's going to be three authors. See, yeah, because you you don't see them. And I know there's a big one in Kingsville every year at the Oddfellows Hall. Okay. Um, I know Richardson Farms is always doing something because it just so happens I know Santa Claus is there. Uh, (laughs) um, Who's Santa? He might have a big bald spot in his beard this year. Hey, no. Um, There's Bel Air, Havity Grace. There's always all these different. Well, in Bel Air, the Hartford, the... uh, the art artists right, and an authors, author show. so they do that. I love um, that show. And it's just a matter of finding finding them. Yeah, it's just a matter of finding them. And there's there's events like that are going to happen in Baltimore mm-hmm. or in Glen Burnie, and I didn't find Nebraska. out Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. I'm sure there's lots of events. And why aren't they showing up? But uh, there, it's just a matter of finding it. And then when you do find out about it, you might be too late. Yeah. But it, it's you know that's something that a lot of authors I think need help with. And I'm trying to put these things together so that I know, okay, it's time to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, and then it's, it, it does become expensive because you have to pay vendor fees to show up, but that's where it's beneficial to split your table with somebody. Right. If yeah. you can. Yeah, the, like the, the, yeah thank you. <laughs> right. If they let you do it now, uh, some of them won't allow you to do it. You have, it, it's just you at the table and that's it. You can't split. Right. But um, if you can split, then that it, it does become more beneficial for you to do it. And you're connecting with so many people. So, I mean, the more I find out about, I, I try to go, especially 
now that I'm going to have the series done, I can bring the whole series with me. So, um, but that, it, it, that would be something I would like to do if I, ha if I was trying to be a resource for people, I would want to be able to, to share these. Okay. These are the tools you need. Right. These mm -hmm. are the shows you need to be at, you know, just try to put all that information together in one place. That's what I've be, been trying yeah. to do. I'm just waiting for people to get back to me. Now, I've been part. wanting to put an author show together, strictly authors. And even like with a separate room where they could do like workshops. I would I've love been trying that. to get these halls to get back to me and get and let me know what I need to do. And I'm, a hall like you're just looking for the venue, the space to do it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, let's talk. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for, you know, the venue, because my idea is. I have a venue. Okay. Go ahead, keep we'll going. What else? No, so have, my idea is to. We already have one author already, that's on board. Oh, I got several authors <laughs> that are on board. And I can bring a couple <laughs> others with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but the, my idea is, I don't, as far as food, I'm not worried about that. The only type of food I want, I want some charcuterie boards put out. And Fancy. people can get wine. Because mm -hmm. what goes good when you're reading a book? A glass of wine. Yes. Right? I know, does lit ladies mean lit like you're getting lit on wine? That's where it was. The wine festival. That's how they came about. <laughs> yeah, the literature part is well, like in quotation. Oh, it's a double, mean, double meaning. Yeah. We gave exactly. away the a basket lit. of books with a bottle of wine. We did. And we got, people, we got people to sign up for our newsletter that way. So with your books... Because I was thinking about this earlier, and I know every it's whether you're published, self-published, everything's different. So when you go to give books away, you have to actually buy them from the publisher, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. And, it, and if I, you I do get a discount. Well, that was going to be my next question. Are you allowed to offer a discount? Like so, if you have a coupon code, like um, enter, you know, Claudine 22, like mm -hmm. whatever you um, not for them to buy it from Amazon or from the, the publisher. They would have to, okay. I offer it when you buy it from me, though. So they would have to buy it strictly from your... Yes. Well, they can't do it from your website, though. They would have to buy it strictly from you. Not yet. Okay. So I will... Uh, once the, the four books are done, then I we were talking about doing a box set. Mm -hmm. Or if you um, do Etsy. Right. Okay. So I would open an, an Etsy shop, and then I would put a link to it from, you know, all my book... My, my, book page mm -hmm. on my website and then you could go there and of course you would get an autograph copy um i could also offer it free shipping because i know from dealing talking to other authors and i don't know if you know this but you can mail books through the mail using mm -hmm. a media mail rate so this is something that's very useful for authors to know because if you go to ship a book it can be very expensive yes. but if you use media mail cuz I started thinking in this when I did that first giveaway on Goodreads and I was like oh my god it's going to cost me so much money to mail these books you know and then I I just happened to see I got lucky I don't know it was like the gods were helping me that day I saw the post on Facebook about media mail and I said what's that and so then I found out about it. It was so much cheaper to send it that way as long as you're sending, you know, published material. Right. Yes, and not a catalog. I don't think it, you can send a catalog using media. I have to look that up, but I've, I think I, I remember know. seeing something about that. I won't have to worry about that. It has that, to be a book. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, because yeah, I think so. a catalog can't be in an envelope. I think it's got to – because it, it's, it's like it's considered um, direct mail. Right. Or some form of like advertising, yeah. I'd, but I do remember seeing something about um, the media mail mm -hmm. 
because but in a different angle but that's that is good to know see now that's how i would envision like the lit ladies being that not right. only not only you know authors going on tour but being an author resource you know and supportive and you know hey you need to do this well we can help you do that we have templates for you you know all kinds of things and i mean I, just by being in these webinars i've learned how to like set goals for yourself yeah so that was one thing i did for this year my goal was to publish two books so this will be the second one and um start my newsletter and i did that you know but so Those you write it all out. goals i know you write it out and That's then awesome. you know if you're getting it done and then you know if you use MailChimp, it's free. And mm -hmm. right. you do it a couple times and you figure out what your newsletter should look like. And now all you have to do is pop the content in and you're done. So it's just, you know, things like that. And then keeping your expenses straight. I've got, I, I, from one of the webinars I went to, I've got an Excel spreadsheet on how you keep all that straight. So I, I can tell when I'm profitable, which I am not yet. Yeah, <laughs> yet. you will be. I will be. <clears throat> Um, but it, it just takes time it takes to build time. that. It takes time and money. You got to make money or spend money to make spend money. money to exactly. Make money. Yes. It takes but... time, and there's a lot of marketing that you can do to help yourself out. You mm -hmm. know, which is mm -hmm. free for now. Mm -hmm. um, but even the paid ones, if you hook up with the right person and company, then it's it's an investment but you're getting your return on it mm -hmm. and that's i think that's where a lot of people mess up too mm -hmm. like when they advertise the market they don't bother some of them don't even know what return on investment is <laughs> but we talked about this before yep. remember yeah so i mean you gotta look at that it's mm -hmm. not about um how many likes or followers you get it's how many of those likes or followers are turned yep. into sales convert yeah right how is it converting into yeah. sales? Followers and likes don't equal sales unless no. they actually contact you. That's right. That, and it's just right? it's yeah. just hard. But um, I made a lot of mistakes in the way I've done it, you know. You, but you, you learn from them. Yep, you, you learn you from them. You do this, you spend money on this, and then you go, wow, oh, man, I should have done it this way. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I know that? And then so then you got to do it again and spend money on this. And, but you know you, know you won't go back and do it that way. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And right. then you'll be able to coach um, your other followers who are reaching out to you right. as a resource. You'll be like, okay, look, I did this. Trial and error. So your um, hiccup could help somebody else. Mm -hmm. not. But and also everything is changing constantly. So, yes. you, you know, if you have to like stay up on all of those things because mm -hmm. what's working right now might not work in three years. Right. It could be completely different. Right. And I don't have time to stay up on it all right now. And you might <laughs> find that like, I mean, do you kind of have a sense of like the age of your audience? Like who is buying your books? Like, do you have analytics on any of that yet? Um, Not like true analytics, but I, but by that just could take, knowing that yeah. could take a couple years to really sit right. down and look like, okay, but wow, just, most of my readers are just women. By, yeah, just by, you know, giving the books out and, and knowing who's writing mm -hmm. reviews and things like that. I know it's mostly, you know, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s who okay. really like the books. Um, but I've got some men out there that have enjoyed it too. Yep. So, and sometimes all it takes is like, one, it could be one younger person yeah. or whatever on TikTok and does a video on it. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you have all of these new readers. Exactly. In a totally different age bracket. One day you just meet the right person 
that opens up all the doors for you. It's just, you have to Mm -hmm. be, you have to always be watching. And uh, like I I told one of my friends, I said, you have to figure out ways to always work it into the conversation Mm -hmm. that you're a writer because you never know. You just never know. And when you say, yeah, I, I was writing my book yesterday and blah, blah, you're a writer. Oh yeah. Let me tell you all about it. And then I have my business cards on me so I can hand out the business cards and be ready. Cause some, at some point, the right person mm-hmm. is going to be there, yeah, and something will happen. But you and just you, are, you just you have are, to be ready for yes, it. Yes, you're going to be ready for it. I would love this to be turned into a series, or like a, a a limited series event. You know, not like a a long term series, right? Because it it does have a conclusion, and I just I can't oh I can't wait for the ending. The <laughs> end, for me, the ending is so exciting. I love it because it, it, it it's a surprise. Well, tell everybody the website again. So my website. Both websites. Well, don't you have one for your publishing too? Not yet. Uh, that's what I said. So your one that's website. My <laughs> one website. Uh, so my website is ClaudineMarson.com. C-L-A-U-D-I-N-E-M-A-R-C-I-N.com. Um, and then it has everything about my books on there. There's actually two short stories on there that can be read for free. Um, so the cold, which is a sci- straight sci-fi, um, and then uh, like a futuristic sci-fi, and then um, the stairs, which is your campfire, you know, tale. Perfect for um, the fall season. Exactly, exactly. So that's the that's a great one to tell around the campfire and scare the little kiddos. I but, love doing um, that. Tag yeah. her, tag her in these. If you're reading these. You know, I'm going to um, – now, are they appropriate for kids? Like, would this be something that I would read to, like, my 8-year-old? Not with the sex the scene. Stories? No, 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 the scary one. Oh. There's nothing. There's nothing inappropriate <laughs> in that. It's uh, it's very. It's like a, a cutesy, okay, scary. She likes like she's expressed interest in like scary stuff, but I don't know what's I too thought scary. You were talking about the God, glory no. box. She's <laughs> totally, it's not too scary. It's not gory. It's okay. not. It's not sexual. Nothing like that. It's just one of those. You know, you tell around the story and you, you know, reach out and scare somebody. So, um, but it, it's a good one for that. And then, okay. and then the cold is also, there's nothing inappropriate in it. It's got a really good, the guy gets what he deserves in the end type story. So, oh wow, and that's another one that I wrote when I was in high school originally, uh, in high school English class. I wrote it originally back then. Who made you mad? Well, it was just, <laughs> nobody made me mad. Nobody made me mad, but he just, he got what he deserved in the end. But um, <laughs> I actually submitted that story to Isaac Asimov's magazine. Really? And they declined. Okay. I think Lifetime will pick it up. Well, not, yeah. not that one. Maybe this one. But, um, but I rewrote it and then I rewrote it again. And that's that's the one that's out there right now as the as the reader magnet. But it's a a good sci-fi story, I think. And then this one, of course, not appropriate for the young audience. Okay, right. But I the fourth book, I, I didn't write any sex scene in it. Okay, I don't know why. Yeah, the but you can't read do. the fourth book and not read the first three. You have to read the first. I mean, the only one that goes the second book, you could probably read it whenever. Right, you can um, read it out of order. Yeah, because really only. The, the beginning and the end connects with the with the other three. Right. This one is just kind of it, it lets you know gets you the into that. Okay. Yeah, gets you into that original extinction level event that happened on the planet. 
But ideally, you would want people to start yeah. off with the winter and then go to the autumn book mm-hmm. and then the summer and then spring. spring. And the you see latest. how they go backwards. Yeah. They don't go forwards. You're going backwards from winter to autumn to summer to spring. You're going back. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. That is a good point. I wonder why they do that. (laughs) See, all of these little... You could have a whole series on your social media of all of these little, like, facts. Little trivia questions and everything. I mean, that... I wonder why it goes backwards. I don't know. Well, you got to read the books to find out. You got to read the books. You can't tell everybody. No. (laughs) And and in my final edit, I'm in the the mind-blowing part of it. So I just love it. I can't wait to get to the end and get it out there. I love it. I guess I am going to have to read it instead of waiting for audiobook then. I'm sorry, but That's okay. I, can, I don't have it. I could call I, you and read it to you. No, I actually was no. going to say, you do have a good voice for, I feel like oh a God. calming voice. Like you could do I'm your own. Calming. I'm going to tell my mother you said that. I well, think I can, you have a good reader's voice. I could, because here's one of my goals. Because all these books that these authors bring me are, are getting stacked up. And my goal is to read them. And that's what I want to do. Read mine first. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's at the top of the list. Yes. Then take a selfie of you reading it and then post it on your social media and tag her. Yes, please. See, that, well, and that's one thing I'm going to try. I'm in this other Facebook group. I won't mention the name of it. But... um. There's thousands of readers in this group, and mm-hmm. what I'm going to try to do is uh, a giveaway to see if I can get people to become my street team. Um, ask people to read these, and if they like it, talk about it in the group, because they get to talking about these books in that group, and I mean, it just piles on, yeah. piles on, and piles on, and I'm trying to make inroads mm-hmm. in there. And uh, if I could get people to read these and talk about them in that group, I think that that would do a lot um, for me. And the best part would be when it's done. Not ask people to do it now. Ask them to do it when it's done. When the series. Or right before. Okay. Or right before. Because if I can get them to read the first three and then promise them also that one when it comes out, Mm -hmm. you know, get them talking about it. But, um that's that's something I'm going to try to do when I'm finished writing this. I can start my my marketing push, but I can I can have some help. Absolutely. <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's really exciting. I love doing it. I just I love it when people read it and they like it. Yeah. And they tell me about, it. "Oh my god, I love it." I got a couple of people contacting me, "When is your next book going to be done?" Oh my gosh, yeah, that has been, to be the absolute <sighs> best feedback. I mean, that's... money money can't buy that. Right. No. Money cannot buy that. That when people enjoy it and or when you, know, you see your mom cry. For, oh my God. When I saw I was like, Well now I know I've done it. But um when they when they like it and they're asking for the next book, that makes me feel so good. Yeah. Because it, that's the whole point is to entertain people, you know, and have them come back for more. Right. And I don't mind giving books away if you Tell people, you know, I'm trying to like, tell your friends, please. Right. Tell. I, I give people a ton of bookmarks and say, hand them out. You know, because I got the QR code on the bookmark. They can just take a picture of it and go right to my oh, page. Oh, that's great. Okay. I was going to ask you if you have a QR code because that is. Well, not on oh, that it's one. Oh, it's not on this one? Okay. I made a... See, that's another mistake. And add it I to made. your business card, the cards that you're handing out to people. Have your See, QR I didn't card. There. It's on oh, that one. Oh, and then you got to set up your link tree. 
Do you have a link tree set up? I don't up? know what that is. Okay, so that's your like <laughs> umbrella link. You go to your link tree, you set it up, and then you can have all of your links to your Etsy shop, to your website, to your Facebook, your Instagram, and it's all that. in one place. Then you put that in your bio on Instagram. That way, when you you can't um, put links in your comment in, in your comments right. or in your um, posts, like your captions, you can't have a link. On Instagram, okay. I mean, you can put it in there. It's not going to link to anything. Yeah. But that's why you see people put link in bio. Mm-hmm. So then they know that whatever post, you know, you just, whatever you talked about in your post, if they go up to your bio, then they can find whatever website. So I'm terrible at LinkedIn. Right, but um, it's a one place. Instagram. It houses all of your links. Which sounds like to me, you got to friend her on Facebook so she can show you how to do it. It's actually, it's very yeah. easy to do. That's the one. It is. And trust me, if you've, yeah. you have figured out so many other things throughout your journey, for Instagram, you'll be able to- it's Actually, Instagram and TikTok is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you post your memes or your, or your when you're doing a post and you're using a picture, pic photo, <laughs> whatever. One of the things I always do now is I'll have you'll see on my for the podcast. I'll have the link in the picture, so it'll just say conversationswithrichbennett.com. People can't click on it. But they see it, and oh, they know okay. where they yeah. can go to to watch them all. Because, oh. you know, you're not going to see it in the Instagram post. I think Instagram is the one I, I do the least. Yeah. Facebook is easy. Twitter, I can get on Twitter. And I, I built my Twitter following pretty easily mm-hmm. using this. There's a hashtag, um, Writer's Lift. And, I mean, they just pounce on that, and we'll start following you. And I built it up to over, I'm almost to 3,000 now. That was easy. Yeah. not even really trying. But Instagram is the worst. I, I can't get anything out of Instagram. You'll have to start pushing some of your hashtags like for your books. That way when people mm-hmm. are reading them, they know that they can, if they're making a post about recommending the series, then they can put, you know, hashtag the glory box or hashtag pineapple in winter. You know, start adding those in your posts so that way people know yeah. You know, to add it to theirs. I always, I try that to could do. could be a contest, too. Ooh. To get the hashtags out there. Well, then you can go to, like, if you, randomly one night, if you want, you know, a year from now or something, or even just a few months from now, just, uh, just type it in. Hashtag the glory box. And then you're going to see all of the posts that come up. Who Whoever's used that hashtag, you're going to see it. These are ideas that I, I need. This is the stuff that I forget. You just I need to hurry to. up and retire so you have time to do it all. Oh, <laughs> I could get some money coming in from these books. I could do it. But that's why, I, I mean, that would be my goal is to retire early yeah. and be a writer full time. I love it. it. It'll happen. It'll definitely happen. I know it will. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of way. Claudine, do you have anything to add whatsoever besides telling people to buy your book? Books, uh, you know, books, books, books. Yeah, buy my books. Buy the glory box. Find me find me on uh, social media. I love to connect with other writers and uh, see what you are doing and see if I can help you. I mean, there's the simplest ideas like the read aloud um, mm-hmm. to the more complicated, trying to find a way to get your press release out. You know, I, I am just now learning that. So there's, there's just so many things and people are all in different parts of their journey. Mm-hmm. And I just love connecting with people and helping. If that's what your goal is, find me. We can yes, help each other. You have that vibe about you that like you will make a that you will have that impact on people. <laughs> that you're gonna be like that 
that resource that oh my gosh Miss Claudine or you know, something like that I I feel like I, you have that I love doing vibe. that because I I used to be in uh, operations at my company and so there was a lot of th- a lot of things I would teach people I would do SOPs and. I'm like I'm very oh, detailed, very detailed on SOPs. But what's um, an SOP? Standard, standard operating procedure. I knew that. Yes, I just binder. I was I just you wanted you all to explain it to the listeners. As a marine, you should know that. I know what it is. Okay, we uh, never mind. He said, "Wait, that but stood for something." Why is people, it? I, people what? would always contact me. How do you do this? <clears throat> How do you do that? In in our systems, mm-hmm. because I knew all that stuff. Well, now I'm in the property claims division. I don't do that anymore. But that was the resource that I was there and I I like doing it. I want to help people and it, it's like I said it's not necessarily a financial business idea you know that I want to charge people to mm-hmm. you know get help them with this or that I want to be that resource mm-hmm. so that you can get yourself off the ground you can get started and and not have it be so complicated focus on the writing but now I don't need to dig through all this stuff to find what I need. I want a, a place I can go and find all these resources. And the idea with, you know, doing a book event, an author event that you mm-hmm. had, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I would I would love to do, help people. I'm going to make it happen. I'm there. I'm going to make it happen. And I got a couple people I can another. bring with me. COVID kind of hurt it because um, I came with the idea before that, you know, that virus you wanted to write about. And um, <laughs> But I've just – I've always – wanted to do that some people look at me like who's going to go to an author show guess what people that love the read are going to go to an author show a lot of people will come to it. not There's everybody goes to bull roost 600 not people everybody. 600 people have signed up for the right woman book fest to come to it and there's 200 tickets left there's events for everybody people no love to what. read people love to read and mm-hmm. i think it would be a great idea and i would love to do it i'm i got you in already and then I'm going to run another idea by you after we're finished oh, okay. here. So, okay. Jennifer, <laughs> thank you so much. God, you did awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Now i got to do more And it was so you. exciting to meet you. Like, I know, I'm very you too. excited. I am dying to get my hands on these books. I want a signed copy for I, myself. I will definitely, because you live up. I'm in Aberdeen. You're in Darlington. Yep. Yes. You can meet. I'll give you some books. There you go. Yay. See, you're welcome. God, <laughs> so I'm always excited. connecting people. i got books on hand. <laughs> Paul Dean, thank you so much, and I wish you, you continued success. Thank you. It, you know, when you become famous, even though you already are, when you become famous, sir, is that a word? Yeah, it is. I just it said is it. Now. Don't forget us. I won't. <laughs> this is where I made it. We're going to stalk you on social media anyway. <laughs> Please. I want to thank Jennifer for co hosting, and I want to thank Claudine for coming on. And I'm actually glad that those two were able to connect. And I know that Jennifer is going to be able to help Claudine a lot when it comes to the marketing. And don't forget to get Claudine's books. Her new one's coming out, so make sure you get it. Get all four of them. Get all four books of the Glory Box. Now, of course, I had to think of a podcast that either dealt with books or something scary, you know, because, well, number one, it's October, and it seems like Claudine, you know, was influenced by... Stephen King and Dean Koontz. So I did find one. It's called Elder Sign, a weird fiction podcast. Check out the trailer. Cultists, mad scientists, ghosts, and great old ones, ancient aliens, and non-Euclidean geometry. I'm Glenn McDormand, host of Elder Sign, a weird fiction podcast. 
Join me and my friend Brandon Buddha as we descend into the madness and mysteries of the masters of horror. From H.P. Lovecraft to Edgar Allan Poe, and including Thomas Ligotti, Caitlin R. Kiernan, and many, many more. Together, we'll investigate the horrors that lurk in the darkness of our own homes, the terror of an indifferent universe, and the fears that haunt us all. Listen to Elder Sign, a weird fiction podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And come find us and our other book club podcasts on claytemplemedia.com. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you would like to recommend somebody for me to get on the podcast, or if there's a topic you want me to talk about, just go to conversationswithrichbennett.com, click the Be a Guest link, and fill out the form, and I'll get in contact with you, and we'll get everything set up. And while you're there, please subscribe to the podcast as well as the newsletter. And check out all my sponsors and, of course, my co-hosts. Please show your support for all of them as well. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett. Stay safe, and thank you for joining the conversation. So I'm sitting here with Michelle of Align Rehabilitation, and she is really growing and has something coming up on May 3rd. On May 3rd, Align Rehabilitation will be having our grand opening of our brand new physical therapy facility. Um, We are directly next door to Real Life Prosthetics, who has also expanded their uh, lab as they they build out their prostheses. Um, So May 3rd is grand opening. I invite everyone to come tour both my brand new facility for physical therapy treatment, as well as um, see what Real Life Prosthetics has done with their new lab. What time is it? It's 11 to 2, mm-hmm. and then the ribbon cutting is at 11.15. And so what's the address? The address is 3435 Box Hill Corporate Center Drive, Suite C, Abingdon, Maryland, 21009.